From PRN, this is Chandler Davis. In this episode, I got to sit down with Dr. Magalhaes, a licensed professional counselor, to discuss battling our inner critic when preparing for board examinations. I hope you enjoy. Hello, my name is Dr. Ed Magalhaes. I am the Director of Counseling Services here at the Recom uh, Virginia campus. I'm also an assistant professor um, and humanistic expert in the simulation department. Awesome. Um, you know, this episode, we really did want to touch on um, boards and how to kind of go through this with a uh, healthy mental mindset. Uh, I just wanted you to touch and um, what you can on how to go about almost creating a preventative strategy for maintaining a good mental health status throughout your board prep season? Yeah, that's a great question. It's always challenged by students is, is finding what we always talk about. What I always talk about is, you know, keys to med school balance, balancing your academics and your personal, uh, trying to keep those, those levels there in place. So that way you can continue to move forward. You don't teeter too much on one side and burn out. Um, and so things that we want to do is, is one, it's a cognitive behavioral technique of challenging the irrational thoughts of our mind, the, the doubts that we've had, you know, um, and so challenging them with affirmations, um, truths, as I, as I refer to it as, um, you know, we so often in times in this field that you guys are going into, you know, basing it off of evidence-based medicine. And I talk very much with students about, you know, we have to remember the truth. What does the evidence tell us? Um, what is our evidence-based reality? You know, the fact is, is that you are a student in, in medical school. Not many can say that. The fact is that you getting ready to take your, your first step of boards have made it to second year. If you're getting ready to take step twos, hey, you've made it to third year. Remembering those truths that you had challenges um, that you had to overcome. So remembering your truths that you do belong because you've overcome challenges, just like you did when you had to take the SATs or the ACTs in high school, when you had to take the MCAT in undergrad. Um, it's the same kind of mindset. And I, and I say that because it's also to de-emphasize the kind of theatrical dramatization of the boards, dun, 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 kind of ominous music playing in the background, right? And we put on ourselves. Um, it's remembering that this is just another test, as hard as it can be. And you all have taken hundreds, if not thousands or millions of standardized tests in your academic career. And it's trying to lessen the weight of the test to be able to trust ourselves. It's why we always do well on mock exams practice question sets because we're not worried about consequences. We're not worried about ramifications of getting a certain score. We're just doing it. Um, and so it's trying to do that in our mind of this is just another test, trusting our evidence-based realities um, as we approach and as we move forward. Another thing that I that I talk about with students a lot is you know when you're planning, right? The prep is going to be that big one that you're talking about. What can they do for you know beforehand? It's, it is creating a plan, creating a study plan that is unique to yourself. Because so often students get caught up in what is someone else doing? Oh man, that person's doing 500 questions. I'm only at 100. 
And that anxiousness, nervous, like, am I doing enough? Worry starts to build up. That doubt, that inner critic starts to say, hey, there's a crack in the foundation. Let's go. And so it's remembering that you have a specific study plan, utilizing the resources around you, like here at, at the VCOM Virginia campus at VCOM, you know, we have those academic counselors um, that are there to help you with the study strategies and kind of tailor your style of study to you. Um, and then remembering, hey, if I am on pace with where I'm supposed to be, then I'm in a good place. And it's utilizing um, as well your, your mock questions, you know, those, those calm bank questions that you guys will, will go over and use and utilize that. I refer to it as a scatter block because there's going to be days that you guys do well. Some days you don't do so well, right? So this is kind of up and down. So it looks like a scatter block. And it's using that as part of that evidence that I talk about. Is that scatter plot going in an upward trajectory? You know, if it's going in an upward trajectory, then it's reminding yourself and letting yourself know, hey, I'm headed in the right direction. Not where I want to be just yet, but I'm heading in that direction. Reinforcing the truths that I am learning, that I haven't forgotten everything. Because that's always something too for students is feeling when they start in the beginning, that second year, my goodness, I don't know if I retained anything. You know, that worry, it's like, you have, there's, there's, there's boxes in your brain. They're, they're maybe covered in a little bit of dust. Now it's just a matter of identifying and going through your, your study prep, uh, but also incorporating into that. You create your schedule, um, creating what I refer to as your catch day. And that is typically, you know, maybe not like every Saturday or every Sunday, or, you know, maybe it's one day out of the week or one, you know, one day twice a month or once a month. You know, you know yourself, you kind of figure what, what it's going to be your balance, um, but you leave it blank. So as you are studying, if you didn't get to something on one night, it's not forcing yourself to get through and go through the motion, but hey, let's move that to that catch day. So that way we're not regretting or feeling guilty for, for not getting to something, right? That we know that, hey, I can get to that at, on my catch day. And then when we get to that catch day, it's either catching up on things that we didn't get to during those last two weeks or um, it's, hey, I've caught up and I can use this to just recharge, you know, do something that I enjoy doing, be it, you know, going to, you know, go fishing or go for a run or watching the, this Netflix show that I've been wanting to watch that I've put on hold or sleep. Um, or you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to use half this day to recharge and I'm going to use the other half to maybe re, you know, review some stuff that I'm a little bit weaker Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and word choice is another component when I talk to students, how we describe ourselves, because I'm very big on that narrative approach as well, of how we tell our story, because how we tell our story is how we see ourselves. And if we can control our perspective, we can control that internal image, that self-image that we have of ourselves, from being this woe is me, that inner critic is right, to all right, I know I'm not where I want to be just yet, but I'm heading in that direction. There's a different tone when we can control the narrative. Right. You, I mean, you did such a wonderful job explaining things that I probably would take years trying to explain to people. But there's a few things that I think you mentioned that really stood out to me. Um, the first one being trying to go back to that evidence that you've already accomplished so many things. And that's so easy to forget. And, and 
I find myself doing it all the time. I think uh, so many students do, but it's, it's so easy to forget how many things you've already accomplished and just worry about the thing that's ahead of you. And in, in your mind, it's so overwhelming that you can't even remember all the other things that you were able to get through. The other thing was more of the, the narrative and, you know, that does play such a huge role. And I think part of it is, in my experience, might even be trying to eliminate the immediate emotional reaction to maybe whatever is going on with that question bank or that study day and just take a second back uh, to go back and ground yourself in whatever your plan was, Um, or maybe even reevaluate what you've kind of come up with and try to make it a very rational approach because it's so easy to get caught up in the day and just think that you did terrible on your question bank and you know you're never going to do well and you don't see improvement but really there is improvement and maybe your study schedule isn't what it needs to be maybe you need to take a second and adjust a few things here and there to make it more catered to your own um, personality or, or whatever you need to accomplish no absolutely and those are things that you know emphasizes that's where your resources come it's remembering, again, that narrative approach. Um, I, I, I refer a lot to um, A Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell um, as part of that approach of knowing our secondary characters, right? Knowing that you have, you know, you have your secondary characters in your life that are there to help you, support you, remind you of <clears throat> what those truths are, what those things are, so that you're not on this journey alone. Um, I would say, you know, um, Iron Man needed the Avengers, Superman needed the Justice League. You know, even superheroes need friends and secondary characters. Um, but it's remembering that you have those resources to help kind of bring us back. You know, as I talked about that scatter problem, we talked about um, those those comics that you have a bad day. Well, you know, just in science and with scatter plots, sometimes there's sometimes there's an outlier. Sometimes there's that raw that raw piece of data that's just out there. It's like this is this doesn't line up. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said, it's stepping back and. You know, allow your emotions to be what they are in the moment. You know, those are natural raw emotions. What we don't want to do is allow those emotions to then linger, to stay, mm-hmm. like, fester, to build them, to become that snowball. Um, what we want to do is kind of what you were alluding to is stepping back, kind of grounding ourselves, as you said. And I love that term because that grounding is, is another thing that, that I'll talk with students about um, using, but it's bringing yourself back and, and reanalyzing. That's where your resources come in the supports of, hey, how do I, what do I need to make? What adjustments? And then remembering your truths that you are capable of making these adjustments because of those truths. And as I tell our students here at become at orientation every year, I want you guys to record yourselves saying, I am smart because there is going to be a day in medical school that you are going to be challenged, that you are going to be questioned internally of this fact. And I want you to watch yourself telling yourself that I am smart. Because of that very core truth, we know that you are capable, that you are able to, to make those adjustments, just like you've made adjustments with other obstacles in the past that we talked about and overcome. And knowing that, hey, as big as this test may be, it's just another test. That there are other things that factor into a residency placement. So that way, we're not putting all our chips on one number on mm-hmm. that roulette table we spread them out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things you mentioned earlier, which I really liked was um, 
and I found myself getting was guilty of this. And I, I truly think that this is a big source of a lot of anxiety for students is the comparative aspect when it comes to what other people are doing. You were talking about other people are accomplishing this many questions. You know, I'm only doing this many. Um, I really do think that plays a huge role in how, how uh, rational and how you might approach your boards uh, or at least your studying period. Cause uh, I can imagine, at least for myself, it's very easy to be like, well, that person's doing a hundred more questions than myself. You know, that's, that's the difference between this score and that score. Um, what would you say, tell someone that might be kind of battling that uh, anxiety of what other people are doing and what they aren't? And, and, and that's something that is not just for boards, it's throughout medical school as well. But the thing is, is that that mentality <clears throat> has been there in place for a long time within majority of med students. Majority of med students um, or that kind of type A personality uh, comparing because that's how you had to be to get to this point of how do I compare? Where are my numbers are? It was part of your, your, your lenses that you had as far as, you know, your identity, right? Um, and so that gets shook, gets shaken. We are in a pool of others that are just as, e as equal as ourselves. And we start to question ourselves, we start to doubt ourselves, right? There's that crack in the foundation that starts to get bigger. And that's where conversations of kind of looking back of what are those truths, trying to examine what those truths are. How do we better manage these things? Um, and what I always like to, to remind students too is remembering the bigger picture. You know, it's easy to try and compare ourselves to our classmates, but what I say is part of that aspect of med school is that that balance is, you know, let's use these numbers not as comparisons, but as gauges. A gauge for where we are. Are we improving, right? That whole aspect, that narrative, that undertone of the, of the narrative of, I'm not where I want to be just yet but am I heading in that right direction? Because maybe we start off weak. Maybe we're not where we want to be, but where there are certain situations, you know, a new environment, adjustments, life that has caused some obstacles, challenges in how we study, how we approach. But are we showing our ability of using the resources around us, remembering our truths, of making those adjustments and seeing an improvement? Maybe, you know, hey, maybe I had a 75 on that first test but I got an 82 on the next one. Maybe it's not where the class averages, but I saw that bump up. Well, let me focus on that fact that, hey, I did improve. I can improve. Let me now continue to build on that. Same thing with studying for, for the boards. And that's where that, that kind of scatter plot comes into place of, hey, look at how that is enforcing this. And then remembering the bigger picture that those future patients are never going to ask you, hey, doc, what was your GPA in med school? Hey, doc. How did you do compared to your, your your fellow classmates right don't get me wrong those numbers are important right they're they're still important but it's trying to remember the bigger picture that though what you're doing what you're trying to establish is how do i build a foundation of knowledge and understanding to allow me to have a better future that long game of the white coat down to my knees right right now that short game not as fun it can be tricky it can have some challenges a hero's journey, trials and tribulations, right, that you face. And it's remembering that, but using the numbers as gauges. And that's where a lot of the conversations that I'll have with students is, is trying to refocus ourselves through self-talk, cognitive behavioral kind of techniques as well, 
um, finding that balance, but remembering our truths that we are capable of that <clears throat> and seeing what does the evidence tell us. Are you, if so, let's focus on that, right? Trying to choose that perspective. What side of the coin are we choosing to look at? Right. Um, outside of what we just have talked about, um, is there any kind of common pitfalls you think students fall into during this time? Uh, I know we've hit a lot of the big ones, but is there anything else that you wanted to bring up? Um, <clears throat> you know, I think those are usually the, the big ones, just the kind of self-doubt, um, that not putting that balance in, putting so much emphasis on the studying, studying, studying that they, you know, forget to incorporate some of the things that make them numb, that make you you. Um, being around friends and, and family, you know, as well, uh, those are usually kind of those, those big pitfalls. And utilizing your resources around you, you know, your professors, mm -hmm. academic supports that you might have on your, on your respective campuses as well, remembering that you have a team. It's not just you. Right. I go back to the word that I said earlier that you mentioned was grounded, and I feel like a lot of it is coming down to what keeps you grounded. And for a lot of people, it's that social support system, whether it be friends, significant other, wife, husband, family members, um, not cutting those out because it's easy to think, obviously there's balances, right? If, if there's, they're getting the way every day of the week, then that can be a little bit more challenging. But if, you know, if it's a weekend and, or maybe it's a little bit of time during the evening, those things really do keep you grounded. And then what you mentioned, the activities that keep you grounded and kind of keep you the person that you are. Um, I know for myself, there were a few things that I would consider almost non-negotiables. And, um, I would say that the, the problem that it's easy to fall into is not finding the separation between home and work or that kind of balance where even when you're off and let's say you're hanging out with friends or something deep in the back of your mind, you're thinking about that questions that you got wrong and what you need to do tomorrow. And not necessarily that's bad, but I feel like that can wear on you. And it's almost, you have to remind yourself like, you know, I, this is my night to just hang out. Let me just be in the moment, be present and enjoy that Absolutely. and then go from there. Absolutely. And that's a, a great point too. And one of the things that, that I'll mention to students too, because in this time that you guys are, are studying, it's so easy to get lost, forget these things. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll see people talk about how we want to separate from technology, right? We want to kind of put the phone down. This is where, in instance, where technology can be helpful. This is where if you have an Alexa or a series or a, a Google Home or whatever other, you know, kind of tech technology that you have of utilizing it as a way to help remind you to set, as I talked about those affirmations, writing in a note section in your phone or somewhere, what are those truths? What are those affirmations? You know, those, um, and then setting reminders, daily reminders to, to read those things because the critic is there 24 seven. They, you know, they're, they're waiting. Um, and so it's hard for us. So we have to be more purposeful um, in how we remind ourselves of our truths to counteract the doubt. And I've many times have had students and clients that have talked about, well, it feels conceited to say those things. And to that, I say, you know, what is conceited about saying these positives about ourselves? We have no problem saying the negatives. They're both feedbacks. Mm, that's, that's a great and, point. And it's, so it's, it's saying that to help counter it, right? And because we want to be purposeful with it, you know, we, the more we say it, it becomes a point where, hey, that phone 
dinging saying, hey, read your affirmations, gets to a point where it just dings and you already know what they are. And then it gets to a point where you don't even need it to dig anymore. Right? And it's a way of, hey, I've got it stored on there. So I'm saving up all these valuable synapses on my brain that I'm trying to store all of these high yield data points on, right? Um, that we have that, that we use, you know, technology to also maybe set appointments of like, hey, take that 15 minute break, right? So that way we're not having to remember, oh, what am I supposed to say to myself? Wait, when, am I, when was I going to take that break? Let's use technology to help us, you know, have these things around that way we can be consistent and frequent with those, those aspects as well. Um, and that, you know, I think might, might lead into some of the other techniques of, of also utilization of, of mindfulness, right? That self-awareness of just being self-aware of when we are getting into our own head to step back um, as well, utilizing the deep breathing techniques as well, um, along with, and we've, we've talked about grounding um, a bit. And, and one of the things I mentioned, you know, I, grounding is something that I talk with students a lot about. And especially on test days, is finding a grounding object. Uh, now, if you're, you know, you're not, you know, you're usually not allowed to take certain things in with you. But if you have something you can wear as a piece of jewelry or on a necklace um, or a scent, it, you know, that could be something. A grounding object is a three-dimensional object that has important, significant meaning to you. Um, and so, it's not a picture that you'd have in your pocket, you know, because if you put your hand in your pocket and there are two pictures, you wouldn't be able to tell which was which, which unless it had a crease. And then at that point, it's three-dimensional and, and everything. Because it has this important, significant attachment, when you grasp it, when you feel it, you have that instantaneous rush of those emotions. And so that, in conjunction with deep breathing, can help quicken the, the effect of what the deep breathing is, that relaxation technique on that 10-point scale can help get you from that eight to a six or eight to a five a little bit quicker, which is a great way to help recenter ourselves, re, you know, just kind of ground ourselves back into the present, not being caught up in the, oh, well, what does this mean? What does that mean of the future or the regrets of the past? Or I can't believe I just took five minutes on that last question or I skipped 20 questions just now. This you know, takes us away from that to give ourselves 100% focus in the moment so that way we don't, oh, we don't overthink, we don't over guess uh, a question but that we give 100% focus to the question at hand. Awesome. Um, I think the only thing that I else that I wanted to cover is if you had any other kind of last minute words of encouragement for people. Again, I feel like we've already covered a lot in such a short span of time, but is there anything else that you wanted to include? Um, just I would just reemphasize that the aspect of trusting yourself, believing in yourself, you all have made it to this point for a reason. You all got into med school. You all made it to this point for a reason. Remember that. Remember your truths. Utilize those resources around you. Now, don't try to go it alone. You know, if you are aren't sure, reach out to an old professor. Reach out to those supports um, that are there. Study outdoors if the weather is nice. You know, kind of get that vitamin D um, as well. In a, in a socially distant kind of world, still with restrictions potentially. But it's using those resources. Uh, remember that this is your journey, that you are still the author and narrator of your story. How do you want it to be told? Cool. Well, I appreciate it, Dr. Magalhaes. I, I know that the rest of the listeners appreciate you coming on and giving some words of wisdom and words of motivation and uh, grounding us, if you will, in our board studying. So I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. 
This podcast provides general information and discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. It is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice or the practice of medicine. The views expressed herein do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Edward via College of Osteopathic Medicine or any other institution or employer. This episode was hosted and produced by Chandler Davis and edited by Peter Samuel. For more PRN, please be on the lookout. If you like this episode, tell someone about it and start up a conversation. This is PRN. PRN.